April 16th, 2019, Superstar Shakeup Part 2 from Montreal. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. With me, as always, Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Geary. <laughs> Roman Reigns is now on SmackDown Live. Predictable. Yeah, I, I like the little fake out with Elias coming out first with Mr. McMahon really selling his acquisition. It was. That was good. It was a yeah. smart way to do it, too, because there is a chance that the fans might have booed Roman with, you know, when they're calling it the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. So by doing it the way they did, got the heat on Elias, Roman looks, you know, and then Roman is a pleasant surprise when he comes out. Only would have been better if it was Baron Corbin first. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. I, I thought the way they did it was good. I thought it was clever. And I think Roman to SmackDown really kind of freshens things up over there. I think uh, him and AJ switching brands is, was a smart move. Yeah, I like uh, where things have fallen. I'm sure they're going to make more announcements on WWE.com about where some of the lower and mid-card talent has moved. Because as it stands right now, the roster seem very lopsided with SmackDown um, somewhat uneven. But we did have some interesting developments tonight. So we opened up with Kevin Owens and the Kevin Owens show. Him having out Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Uh, Kevin in Montreal, uh, full-on in this uh, face run that he's having. And sold the idea of teaming with the new day later in the evening uh with biggie out with the torn meniscus kevin owens is going to be big o they really really were putting that over tonight uh in a match with them against rusev shinsuke nakamura and cesaro and uh matt what do you think of kevin's as uh kevin owens as a babyface? well um i don't like it I don't think it's lasting long. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan's injured. Uh, it, uh, obviously, it's hopefully it's nothing too bad. But, you know, two weeks in a row, he hasn't appeared on TV. So my guess is they're going with Kofi and uh, Kevin Owens at the next pay-per-view. So this seems a way to me to start telling that story, have Owens turn in the next week or two, and then it's Owens versus uh, Kofi. And there's actually a good built-in story there when you think about it. Uh, some of it's a little yes, insider, so they're not going to use it with – Kofi taking Kevin Owens spot at WrestleMania. But um yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm guessing that's where they're going. I mean, but what's cool that it's not really too insider because they can always play the highlights of Kevin Owens being booed when they made the decision to put him in that match, if you remember, and right. then cheer like hell when it ended up being Kofi going through. Um, you know what I mean? And, and then also that fast lane match, remember where it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan against Kevin Owens. And then Mustafa Ali got added for no reason, <laughs> and uh, and and Daniel Bryan ended up, ended up ended up pinning Ali. So Owens never got beat. He never got his title match. His one on one with Daniel Bryan and Kofi got it. So there's a good story there if they actually tell it. You know how WWE is with stuff like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So they set that match up later in the evening. They made Kevin go through some initiation rituals with the New Day, including eating pancakes. Kevin Owens, I mean, you know, I buy it on kayfabe, but not this idea that Kevin Owens saying he never had a pancake before in his life until tonight. Bit of yeah. a stretch. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that is hard to believe. <laughs> um, real quick, Matt, uh, Big E has a torn meniscus. What, what is... Uh, in his kind of, Yeah in his knees. What is the kind of the timetable you've seen with that kind of an injury? It's not an ACL. It's not, I've torn my meniscus um, on tough enough. And that was enough to put me out of the competition, which I thought was BS because it only was two weeks later. I, I scoped my knee. I didn't knee scope, which is a very minor procedure. And I walked out of the damn hospital after the procedure and we built my knee strength uh, back up. 
and I was good to go. I want to say two weeks after that, I, I four weeks. You can yep. wrestle with a torn meniscus. Matt, I know you were frustrated by that. Would you have been more pissed off? I'm just remembering now. Wasn't that the season of Tough Enough where instead of a man and a women, woman, they yeah. gave it to two women? Would you have mm -hmm. been more pissed off if you would have stayed in the competition and lost that way by them changing the rules? It wouldn't have been two women. Oh, very, <laughs> very confident. Uh, that was a good season of Tough Enough. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that <laughs> at some point. Really, really remember enjoying that when it was airing and being very pissed off by the finish, which uh, for me is a sign of investment. Uh, anyhow, so... Finn Balor is now on SmackDown Live, and tonight he had a match against Mustafa Ali. I'm assuming that Samoa Joe being deathly ill with pneumonia and not being able to even appear on TV tonight means the U.S. title is going to Raw? He was supposed to be on Raw last night. He was scheduled yeah, yeah. for a segment on Raw last night. So that, they obviously had a plan for Samoa Joe to go last night, but he was really sick, so his segment was scrapped. So yeah, so clearly they still stuck with that plan. So Finn Balor is now on SmackDown, and Samoa Joe's going to Raw. Yeah, how do you feel about this move, Matt? Uh, I think it's, I think it's great um, for both talents, right? Yeah, I mean Finn takes AJ's spot is what I the way I see this. Yeah, and just thinking about like you know the the matchups it creates again, you know, with Finn and Finn and Daniel Bryan, uh, which would be awesome. Uh, Yes, I'm really looking forward to that specifically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the biggest one that comes to mind. But yeah. you know, even Finn and Nakamura, uh, if yeah. if they can get Nakamura out of this tag team and, and back going again, but there's you know there's a lot of intriguing matchups that that opens up. It really does open up a lot. Actually, I really love the Daniel Bryan matchup. Yeah. Do you think they're going to keep Roman out of the title picture for the foreseeable future on SmackDown? Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it doesn't feel like he would just steamroll over yes. whoever it is. So, like, he's in a situation where he doesn't need to be the champion to be the guy. Right. I think it's going to take an absolute uh, huge amount of restraint on the creative's part. He'll, he'll be back in the world title picture, but he doesn't need to be in it right now. You got a good storyline with Kofi. The fans are behind it. Keep that going for a while. And, you know, once you're kind of – once that's gotten played out and if you don't have anyone else hot, you can always put Roman in. But he's always there. You could always plug him in. Right. But you don't need him right now. Yeah. So we had Finn Balor versus Ali tonight. I still – I just – I feel like Mustafa just belongs in that name. Now, here's um, a great matchup. Uh, yeah. I paper said, holy crap, I can't wait to see this, you know? Yeah. Kind of wasted. Really good. Well, <laughs> just throwing it away. But – it was a good match. It was a good match. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, and then they followed. The, so Finn won that with the coup de grace. For and this the, was the same exact. Won. And this was one of the problems I had with the superstar shakeup is remember back in the past where they would have like G GMs fighting over talent. And like it really meant something when a talent jumped to the other brand. Well, and in this. Like it really meant something, but yes. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a while, but. In this, it's just, oh, the next match, if someone's jumping from, you know, someone new is joining SmackDown, and then that person comes, wins, and and they should win for sure, but it, it was the same exact formula they did two nights in a row. Nothing really creative, nothing new, not, nothing interesting outside of the Roman jump, so I don't, I don't know. I never bought it, though. That's the problem. I never really bought Paul Heyman saying, you know, Eric Bischoff, I outscooped you, and I got this guy out of the draft, <laughs> and you didn't. Man, like, I never really bought that. Right. Well, I was looking back 10 years ago at the 2009 one where it was just like chaos, you know, like after someone's match, someone would get announced. You know, it was just very unpredictable. You didn't know where the show was going, whereas this year is very formulaic. It was just the exact same thing they kept doing over and over. And if you watch the highlights of the 2009 draft, you'll, you'll see what I mean. But 
Uh, and even that one, that, that one wasn't one of the best, but it was still, as far as excitement and chaos and just unpredictability, it was way higher up. I think uh, it's weird they got rid of the GM concept, having an active on-screen GM with December with this sort of soft reset they've done, because that wasn't something that wasn't working. I mean, that was actually working pretty well, I thought, when they were doing Shane versus Stephanie. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just I think it's, it's missed out on that story component because now we don't feel like, I don't know, there's no behind-the-scenes presence on camera that's effective. It was working for a while when it was Shane versus Steph, but then when it got to be Corbin and Paige, I thought Paige was doing yeah. a good job, but there was no feud there. There was no like rivalry. I, there yeah. hasn't really been a, uh, an on-screen rivalry with Raw and SmackDown. I feel like that's kind of hurt this whole brand. But here's the thing. The two will never face each other, right? So who cares? There's never they do every year. There's not going to be a payoff of Stephanie McMahon versus Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah, yeah. No matter what. So, so like... I like the idea of both McMahons just trying to compete with each other. Who's going to put on the best show? Shane really always sold that, I thought, really well. He looked like he was legit, legitimately proud of his roster and his show being superior. Yeah, and yeah. I know it was... Uh, that, that's dead. I know it was a dark chapter for Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan was great as a, as the you know an on-screen presence uh, with yes. Shane. Yes, I, I I know you know like too many people, but that the people they had doing it, I thought worked. I, I did like Daniel Bryan. I liked uh, Paige too. Yeah, well, I think Paige now that she's back as a manager, and we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Looking how stacked the women's roster is on SmackDown and the way they had her out there in that role uh, tonight, sort of overseeing that chaos. I think uh, there could be a way for something organically to happen there. Um, but first, we got Charlotte Flair versus Carmella. And this was interesting. No interference during the match itself. And when it finally did happen, Carmella was out there with our truth and it was Lars Sullivan coming out after Charlotte Flair got the win, bridging the figure four into the figure eight, making Carmella scream and tap out for the finish. And uh, interesting tonight. Uh, let's break down first, Matt. What did you think of the match? Charlotte versus Carmella. Charlotte coming back establishing that she's a heel talking about she hates canada uh you know trying to rekindle this rivalry with carmella what did you think of this tonight for charlotte's next chapter after the loss at wrestlemania i, I don't think they're rekindling it right because carmella's Maybe. in a different she's in a different place different yeah. character um different look um charlotte's in a different place too i would argue um she really just set herself up to for the greatest of all time in my opinion uh, with her last championship win, I know I'm saying mm. I'm out, but that's my 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 personal opinion. You guys don't have to agree with it, um, but so there she's in a completely different uh, category, um, way 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 eons ahead of Carmella. I agree. It, it to, to to think of Carmella beating Charlotte, like if you're watching this tonight, and to think of Carmella beating Charlotte for the the title last year, just makes last year seem like a long time ago. Because Charlotte it. is uh, at another level, and especially as a heel, she's so comfortable as a heel. Um, she is. Yeah, I think I, I agree. Like it, it, it's a no brainer. This was an exhibition for Charlotte. Uh, just Judge you know, get get her a big win, not even a big win, but a win. Um, she looked good. I, I felt like she's too good of a heel to be doing that. I hate Canada stuff. <laughs> I feel mm -hmm. like she's a little better than that. But um, I, I thought it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Uh, Charlotte getting a you know clean, pretty decisive win. It was interesting. She wasn't in that segment when they were talking about uh, you know who's next for the SmackDown Women's Title. I think it would be smart to similar do like what we're talking about with Roman. Roman mm -hmm. put Charlotte in, in her own program right now. Keep her out of the championship picture for a little are. bit. Yeah, I think I hope they so. are. 
Yeah, I, I think they've done Charlotte to versus Becky to death. I, oh I feel like God. it would be uh, bad to do that right now. But so, at the same time, without that, there yeah. is no match on SmackDown that's really that big. When you see, I mean, it's all. And you know, I know Glenn, you kind of criticized Ronda in WWE uh, as far as where the other women were positioned. Now it's back to clumping all the women together and everyone seeming like a mid-carter again. But Rod, and, it easily could be Asuka, and they screwed her with the They screwed it up. Stuff. Yeah, they could have been. If Asuka beat Becky at the Royal Rumble, they had a built-in story there if they had kept Asuka strong, but they didn't. Yeah, we'll see where they go. Uh, Lars Sullivan came out. I was picking something up. They intentionally had him look at Carmella a few times to where this is not a fleeting glance passing ways. Uh, and then he proceeds to go after R-Truth. R-Truth who got in a surprising amount of offense against the guy they're trying to build as a monster freak going forward. Uh, yeah, I've tweeted about this. I'm afraid there's going to be like the Kane Lita storyline. Lars is obsessed with Carmella, wants to battle R-Truth for possession of her. I don't know. <laughs> Very weird tonight to have this be... Right, I mean, it just it, there was a little too much, a little the camera linger a little, a little too long on that exchange. Uh, but Lars is on SmackDown, which I, that to me is we shocking. We don't know that. Talking about this, no, they showed him tonight when they showed <laughs> the superstar graphic shakeup. Raj, remember they did. They showed yeah, him because showed last him night they announced him on Raw on their website. They said Lars Sullivan uh, front and center. It was today Lars. He's on, he's yeah. on the website on SmackDown. Tonight. Okay, that's so the show so he is officially switched. So that's good. Good because for Drew him and Braun should be on, him and Braun should be on separate brands. Good for Braun too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I don't know. I'm curious what they're going to do with Lars on SmackDown. I thought Braun on SmackDown. I think was the call they should have made. Yeah, just to freshen him up a little bit. It, it would have given him a different some sort of some sort of aesthetic, different look at least coming out. I know it sounds small, but in a different ring, different set, stage setup for his entrance. Um, you know, different matchups, obviously. And that's the land of the midge. Not midgets, I shouldn't really call it that, but a lot of dwarf tossing he could be doing. That's not that. The problem with Braun the, as a baby face right now is there's like no heel that they they could do a good feud with uh, on SmackDown that I, you know, oh like they would have him squash everyone. DB. That's my answer. That's my answer for everything. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh, he could do it. <laughs> with his heater in his corner, he could do it. Yeah, he, he, he could. He is he is the answer for everything. He really is. He really is. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lars Sullivan on SmackDown. And I'm sure they'll publish on the website uh where some of the other talents ending up people in the chat acting like what brand is Nikki Cross on? I mean, yeah, there's well, some they made a lot questions. of those like Aleister Black and Ricochet, right? Last night on Raw. At the beginning, yeah. they're like, Oh, are they on Raw? And then at the end, they're like, Well, we don't know if they're on Raw. <laughs> and it's mm. like this is your brand split, you know. This is your uh, superstar shakeup. You should be explaining to your audience and not have them confused on <laughs> who's who is where. Yeah. Make it clear. It's just anyway. Yeah, I wish it was uh, simpler, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, speaking of simple, let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of tonight's episode, which is Wix. W I X. Wix makes it so simple, so easy, so painless to build a website. You've heard Raj Giri and I talk about this before. Building a website is so time consuming, such tedious work. You either have to learn how to code, you have to learn a content management system, you have to figure out where everything goes, how to make it look great on the desktop, great on a mobile, great on a tablet, but no with Wix. Oh, with Wix, it's so, so easy. It's a joy to build a website with Wix. With Wix, you can 
Start and publish for free. Choose from over 500 stunning templates or start from scratch. Drag and drop, change, customize, and add anything you want. Add your own text, images, videos, and more. There are hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand online. All sites include built-in SEO tools. No more guessing, no more taking advice of someone who thinks they know how Google works, how to rank high. No, Wix has it all built in and everything is automatically optimized for any device, desktop or mobile. Get the tools you need to create the website you want. And if you're running a business, well, millions of businesses use Wix to create websites. You can instantly connect your customers, manage interactions in one place, use their advanced business features to boost productivity, manage your workflow, meet deadlines, build customer relationships, and set up multiple payment options. If you want to take contributions, have an online store, Wix has got it all. And I love these plugins. So great. Use this for a political campaign here locally last year with Wix. It was fantastic. We wanted to add a mailing list. Boom. We want to take contributions online. Boom. There's an app for that. They had everything we needed. We had calendars. We had countdowns. All the bells and whistles. Raj, your wife has used this to build her website and her business. And she's been very, very happy, right? She's not calling you asking for tech support. She can figure it out herself. That is a good point. Not once ever has she uh, called with any issues or anything like that when she made it. And she's not a techie by any means. She hates coding, doesn't want to do any of that. Built it without writing a single line of code. And yeah, and it runs great. It works on all devices. And the one thing, because Wrestling Inc. is all custom coded by me, and it drives me nuts how I want to add a new feature and it'll look like crap on a tablet, you know, and I'm spending half a day fixing it on tablet, then it's not working on mobile. Uh, and with this, everything works perfectly on all devices. And it, it was so quick. She got it up and running in just a few hours. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a great tool. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know if, how much longer with my age that I'm going to be, con <laughs> you know, continuing to program. So I, you know, I'm going to look into seeing what kind of options they might have for a site like mine. No, absolutely. And you can get started now. Go to wix.com slash podcast to get 10% off. Like we said, you could try it. You could publish for free. We want to upgrade to that paid plan. Go to wix.com slash podcast to get 10% off. Wix.com slash podcast. And we thank them for sponsoring Wrestling Inc. Uh, Becky Lynch came out tonight to talk about her future and really just confirm that she's going to be defending both belts across both brands. Uh, and then she was interrupted by Ember Moon and Matt Raj. I know this is your favorite style of promo where somebody's music hits, they come out and talk somebody else's music hits, they come out and talk. <laughs> and next thing you know, there's a dozen people in the ring. Um, Ember Moon, Bailey, both coming to raw. Those are big headlines coming out of this and Bailey confirming she's there to compete as a singles competitor. No hugs to give the Boston hug connection. It's not over. It's certainly on hold, given that Sasha Banks has a question mark next to her name. Uh, Matt Morgan, what do you think they do with Bailey from here? Um, just, I think she's this. I think she's in a, a good spot. Actually, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what they do with her eventually on SmackDown. I yeah. think she'd be very credible competition. Right? Yeah, Glenn. You know, we were talking about this before we went. We went on the other. The more I think about it, of all the women that were in that ring. Bailey is the one that makes the most sense of all of them. You know, they, she has history with Becky as far as like a, a, her first feud right now for Becky right now on SmackDown Live. Um, I don't know if you do a heel turn. I just don't see Becky as a heel. I could see them doing it, but just her promo, she just sounds too sweet. Well, we'll have to see if she can adjust. I mean, I used to think the same thing with Sami Zayn. He's been tremendous, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Bailey makes the most sense as far as uh, a credible challenger. Well, and what's interesting is now is remember how great it was in NXT when she won the title. They really just kicked her down so much as a character. 
All of her peers had been called up to the main roster. They painted this portrait. She was the always the bridesmaid, never the bride, never the one to get the championship. All these opportunities, everyone had left and abandoned her, and nothing was there for her. Um, we were talking about this on Twitter. Uh, had a great exchange with a former writer for WWE. This idea that Bailey, you know, regains her smile. Maybe not a heel turn, but certainly she's as low as she's ever been right now. What better arc than a road to redemption that goes right through Becky Lynch? Uh, Ember Moon, I'd kind of forgotten about Ember. It was nice to see her tonight. She just came back from injury at WrestleMania. So she, she had been out of action, but yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, this is looking pretty, pretty good. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville came out and interrupted. The Iconics came out and interrupted. And then Paige came out to announce the tag team. Uh, people assumed she was bringing up the Sky Pirates, Io Shirai and Carrie Sane. But no, Carrie Sane paired with Asuka as a tag team, Paige uh, as their mouthpiece. Matt, are you excited for this? Um, yeah, I think it's a hell of a pairing. I just feel bad for Asuka because she's better than tag team duty. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how I felt too. <clears throat> I, I just feel like there's so much you could be doing with Asuka. She's, you know, she's already got the pedigree. She's got, she's, you know, held a title um, just, you know, not long ago. So it just putting her in a tag team in the tag team division on, on the one hand, it does strengthen the tag team division. It does give you a, a credible tag team. On the other hand, it does bring her down when, when you do need more world title con contenders, but uh, the pairing should be awesome. I think they will be great. Ky Kyrie. I love Kyrie saying, so um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I think the iconics looked very good tonight. They're kind of coming into their own finally. Uh, so we will see what happens there. After that, it was main event time. Oh, the winners of that match, of course, it went into a four-on-four -four tag match, and the winners were Kairi Sane, Asuka, Ember Moon, and Bailey against the Iconics, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Mandy and Sonya tonight, that matching ring gear, I thought uh, they looked on point with uh, how they were coming out there. I like Paige in this role. I don't know. I th uh, how are you feeling? Who do you think has a better women's roster now, Matt? Raw or SmackDown? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, who's left on Raw? Okay, so on Raw, we've got... Technically, Lacey, Sasha. Lacey Evans. SmackDown. Yeah, because on, okay, so on Raw, I was running through this in my head. We've got Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch. Uh, we've got Ronda Rousey, who's not there. We've got Sasha, who's not there. We've got Nia Jax, who's not there. Yeah. And so that leaves Tamina, Tamina, Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, Mickey James. And yeah, Mickey James uh, just moved to SmackDown. Okay, well, there you have it. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, let's run through the, uh, the rest of the... The uh, the shakeup moves that weren't on TV here in a minute. Yeah, what do you got? You want to do it real quick? Yeah, um, go. Talk about it. All right. So so we had we saw Reigns, Balor, Elias, Bailey, Ember Moon, Kyrie Stane, Lars Sullivan. So Lars Sullivan, yep, is on SmackDown. Buddy Murphy, uh, they did a little oh, vignette for him. Uh, Liv Morgan. So they broke up uh, the Riot Squad. So Chad Liv Gable. So they broke up Rude and oh, wow. Gable. So that's a good thing. Who who's on SmackDown? Chad Gable. Okay. Uh, kind of back to where he was a year ago, pretty much. Apollo Crews, uh, back to SmackDown, and Mickey James. As far as Raw goes, um, Ricochet and Aleister Black are officially on Raw. Um, EC3 is officially on Raw. Uh, and the, pretty much everyone else we kind of knew. Eric Young, uh, we, we talked about that yesterday, but he's on Raw. So uh, there might be more, but uh, that's what it's at right now. 
Yeah. And uh, it's funny, Tyler Breeze was teasing something today. And then, of course, Xavier Woods was talking about wanting to move Tyler to SmackDown. Um, be curious, I think if I had to pick after Luke Harper, and we'll talk about that, uh, Luke Harper requesting his release today, I think uh, Tyler could uh, easily follow suit if things don't improve for him. Uh, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. First, we had the main event. Tonight. And, and remind me about Alexander Wolf as well. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. Uh, so Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, and Xavier Woods versus Cesaro, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Kevin really leaning in. Uh, they were calling him Big O tonight in Montreal, uh, doing the intro for New Day, coming out in the gear. Ah, it was fun. Kevin Owens and the New Day picked up a win over Cesaro. You saw what they stole this from, right? I, I can't be the only one who saw this. What? What's that? The Kevin Owens gimmick coming out with New Day uh, stuff. No. You didn't find this a little bit biting off of when he joined Young Bucks? Oh, yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. But uh, Where he yeah. wore their gear and everything. Right. It looked yeah. ridiculous on him. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if this was all his idea. Well, yeah. What do you call it? Watches the hell out of it. They watch each other. Um, right. You know. Oh, good call. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, what's up with Seamus? Yeah, well, I wonder if that. I, I kind of hope that that means they're splitting Seamus and Cesaro up. I guess uh, Seamus was backstage at Raw. Well, Seamus and Cesaro were both backstage at Raw. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, hopefully Seamus isn't injured. Um, and yeah, just hopefully it's just them splitting them up because they've been a tag team for a long time. It's gotten kind of stale. Um, no, yeah. I think this is League of Nations 2.0 uh, at this point. With Rusev, not. Cesaro, Nakamura, and why not throw Sheamus in there as well? We saw how well it worked. How well 1.0 worked out, so I hope not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So this match tonight, you know, it was, it was good. It's fine. Yeah, I hope this is leading to a Kevin Owens heel turn, turning on Kofi, because I'm, I'm not digging this version of KO right now. Me neither. Yeah, and uh, KO in the New Day won. We will see what happens from there. Then Vince McMahon came out to close off the show. And as we said earlier, uh, teased the biggest acquisition ever in the history of SmackDown. It was Elias. Elias came out, started to play his music, interrupted by Roman Reigns. Roman Superman punched Vince McMahon. Roman Reigns speared Elias. Uh, how is this going to work without Michael Cole on the same show as Roman to yell out the big dog every five seconds? Uh, he's going to get over and it's going to work. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's <laughs> not going to get anger people as soon as he comes out because Michael Cole's yelling the big dog. Same as Sasha. So, so yes. you, know, you have someone not saying boss time every time she oh, comes out. God. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. She, yeah. She should move to SmackDown just for that reason. Just for that reason. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Um, and it should be also mentioned that we saw the same two creepy Bray Wyatt vignettes, uh, commercials tonight, the teasers that we saw during raw, we saw on SmackDown as well. Yeah. So all in all, I thought this was an exciting episode of SmackDown. I'm feeling yeah. better about the future of SmackDown than I am raw at this point. I am too. Yeah. Um, and it was exactly what they needed to do, right? Cause moving to Fox, you need to start making SmackDown strong. You don't want to do it at the last minute. So, um, it makes sense. Yeah. And we'll see. I think there's still going to be some reverberations uh, next week that are felt. Uh, Raj, I'm sure you reported on this. Not only was Samojo ill last night, but there were a lot of travel problems with talent 
getting to Ron Montreal last night. So I'm sure there'll be a couple more uh, tweaks being made. Yeah. Shows. I mean, they haven't announced some Ojo yet. That's clearly going to happen. Um, yeah. To Raw? Yeah, to Raw. Yeah. Um, sucks for Bobby Roode. I think he's just he's just in creative hell on, on Raw. <laughs> How do we know that? How do we know he doesn't, you know, get, take a few months off and come back, uh, you know? Well, they did just turn heel, so maybe they just have him stay as a heel as a singles and, and go with that. And, you know, because now – now Gable is on SmackDown, so they're no longer a tag team, and he did turn heel. So hopefully did, did they'll let him run with heel. that. They turned heel. Well, let's hope he's heel for sure. Yes, I'm agree with that. But I don't think it has anything to do with them being a tag team that turned heel. That's dead. Yeah. No. We're yeah. Still about them as a tag team at this point. Yeah, but hopefully they don't see it <laughs> as the tag team's dead. So now Bobby Roode's a face again. We'll see. Yeah. I, yeah, I think next week on SmackDown, Gable comes out in that ridiculous robe with Glorious oh, playing. No. Yeah. No. 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 Um, uh, yeah, with Buddy Murphy. I wonder if that means. Oh, no, I forgot. Buddy Murphy lost the Cruiserweight title. Yeah. This is all <clears> exciting. <throat> um, I think they really stepped in it last night with the Viking experience. I think that set a very bad tone for the entire superstar <laughs> shakeup. It did. It just makes you realize, like, how. Uh, just how corny WWE can be. It's not even like, you know, changing a name is one thing, but really from more Raiders, the best you could come up with is the Viking experience. And part of me was just waiting for that kind of a moment tonight. And luckily there wasn't anything that bad. I just thought tonight, I thought this whole superstar shakeup was not that exciting. It was formulaic. Uh, it didn't feel unpredictable or, or, you know, it just didn't feel exciting. And I mean, I just feel like that with WWE programming in general lately, it just doesn't feel exciting. It's kind of the same stuff week after week. Uh, you, you just, you're kind of seeing the same thing. Do you see how hard last night on Twitter road dog was defending the Viking experience and getting into it with people? Yeah. Yeah. Mick Foley too. <laughs> yeah. What do you normally mean, don't see Mick Foley defending it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he was bringing was, up uh, yeah. Foley was basically saying like names could change. Like it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be stuck with that name. And hopefully with the, the backlash they've been getting over it, they do change it. But I can see Vince just being like, well, screw those fans. I know better. And so we're going to double down on it. It makes the name doesn't make sense is the point. Whether you think it's corny or not, who cares? It doesn't make sense. How is this an experience? Does it mean they're playing Vikings? Am I to believe they're playing Vikings? And this is the Viking experience. Come aboard. Come with, you know. Right. It sounds like an amusement park ride. It sounds right? like an, eat, an eating place. Like, what do you call it is? Um, like medieval you know, times? Yes, that's what it sounds like. Right. Yes. Or, or like someone mentioned yesterday, uh, it sounds like a porno. Do I get a drumstick with my meal when, when I get to watch these two wrestle? <laughs> yeah. What's the, that's the gimmick? <laughs> it sounds like a very, very expensive, uh, you know, uh, prostitution offering. Well, you can have the Viking experience for our top level clients. Um, it's very, very, very bad. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so Alexander Wolf is going back to NXT. Well, he said goodbye to WWE. So sanity is clearly broken up. Eric will, uh, Eric Young moving to Raw. Uh, Killian Dane. This morning hinted at it. So he said goodbye to Eric Young and uh, Alexander Wolf. And then tonight, Alexander Wolf posted this long thing about uh, his achievements in NXT and said uh, goodbye to Sanity and goodbye to WWE. Now, we don't know officially what that means. Um, I mean, Luke Harper did request his release earlier, but uh, it's 
there was speculation that he's probably just going back to NXT. Huh? Yeah. Luke Harbour asked for his release today, posted on Twitter a note uh, explaining his motivation for it. And man, everyone is really behind this guy. Do you think when you do a move like this, especially in this current climate, you've already felt out that Ring of Honor or AEW or someone else is interested, Rosh? I, I I don't know because legally you can't if you're still under contract, right? Like Luke Harper, that's contract tampering, and I I would I would think ROH would know not to do that. Yeah, but you do um, it through your through your friend through your friend, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and he could just be, he's just so sick of it. I mean, just look at how he's been used since when he's not in the Wyatt family. Um, it's just been nothing. It's super talented, super good. Could be an upper uh, semi-main event talent consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was pointed out uh, by many on Twitter today that like Vince was really, really behind the Bludgeon Brothers. Creative was really behind it. It's not that he's had lack of opportunities. Well, they uh, they got injured. And That's the way to use them. Bludgeon Brothers sucked. Yeah, they did, but they were champions. I mean, they got pushed. They were yeah, getting pushed. But, but they weren't over, and it's not their yeah. fault. It was a stupid, stale gimmick like the Viking experience. It's lame. I love characters. That doesn't give you an excuse, creative freedom, to make the lamest character possible that is unrelatable. Everyone's talking about relatable characters, right? How in the hell are those characters relatable? Well, because they're on TV right now and on a very highly rated cable television show. Again, no one's watching that show because the Vikings are relatable. <laughs> They're watching it because we know it's a throwback to, in history in a different part, part of the time of our history that we get to watch again. Therefore, it's cool again. It doesn't mean wrestling. Guys from my generation and your generation get to play Viking. We're supposed to believe they shoot Vikings. That's lame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, they were getting pushed, but it's not like when their music hit, people were like jumping on their feet or like, cool. you know, like loud or anything. Hang on, hang on. Matt Morgan the stutter. Let's say I became world champion. Would you guys really think that, wow, the, the gimmick was great? No, you'd still say that thing sucked. Oh, right. but come on. In this day and age, Matt, you'd be on the Today Show, be like, he overcame a speech impediment to become the WWE champion. You'd be speaking in schools. Like in this climate, the stutter gimmick actually. Well, if people find out you were faking, that might be considered a weird sort of like uh, co-opting. Yeah, like they would be like, "Oh, that's that's a little bad uh, appropriation of a of a speech uh, disability." But if it were genuine, that you'd be the most over guy. You'd be the face of the company. Come on, like, but the, the, my point is, it doesn't matter what they do as far as a push goes. If the gimmick is stupid and stale and, and or lame or corny or whatever, it's all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it, it it was just too corny to ever really get over until they like until they got rid of the mallets and stuff. It just looks so it just looks so corny. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Luke if he's granted his release or not. He's not been granted, but he did request it. And, yeah, Ty uh, Dillinger did something famously uh, a couple months ago. He did the same exact thing. Posted on Twitter that he requested. Put it, put it on Twitter that he requested it, and he eventually was released. So we'll see if it works. Hmm. Yeah. So, Raj, what's going on? AEW Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, so AEW announced uh, that their third major event, Fight for the Fallen, it'll benefit the Jacksonville Victim Assistance Advisory Council, and it'll take place on Saturday, July 13th uh, from Daly's Place Amphitheater at TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville. Uh, tickets go on sale this week, this uh 
Thursday, I believe. Is it Thursday or Friday? Um, Thursday. So it'll be interesting to see because this is kind of, you know, as we've been seeing over the last couple of years, wrestling fans will pay a lot of money and they'll fly out and, and, and jump on tickets quick when something's like new and fresh. Now that you got the double or nothing, it hasn't happened yet. But we'll, we'll see, uh, I think, how tickets sell for this event is going to be kind of telling. Agreed. I mean, Double or Nothing in Vegas sold out so fast. Right. So going is going to be uh, really, really hot, especially with StarCast 2 happening around it. So, yeah, this will be uh, yet another test for AEW on the road to getting a TV deal. And have you heard anything more, Raj, about who that's going to be? Uh, well, you know, Turner was one of the groups and I think it was uh, Jason Powell who had reported that Showtime was the other. So I think really? clearly Turner would be the, uh, the better option just as mm -hmm. far as exposure goes. Cause yeah, what happens with channels like Showtime is people subscribe when the fall season comes back and all their hit shows come back on TV. I know I do that. Then we shit can it once they're over. Wait, what's that? People that order Showtime do yeah. not keep it throughout the year generally. They'll order it when the fall season hits and all their hit shows are back on, the original content TV shows, right? And then they shit can it as soon as those shows are over with. They don't keep it all year. Yeah. HBO is kind of the same way. You know, when Game of Thrones comes on, you got a yep. ton of people signing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think clearly Turner would be TBS, TNT, most likely TNT, which wouldn't be Tuesday nights because Tuesday nights you got basketball and TNT. So it'd be likely wednesday or thursday because friday smackdown so um and of those two i'd say that wednesday is probably the better night because thursday you're gonna have uh thursday night football yeah and pay cable has pay cable ever had a weeknight hit i'm trying to think pay cable seems to live or die based on its sunday night programming by and yeah. sunday night programming yep yeah yeah so that would be a huge huge change um man Eventful times in the world of professional wrestling right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with uh, this tonight, I mean, this is the start. This is the start of rebuilding SmackDown prior to it moving to Fox in the fall. Um, how did Raw's ratings do last night, Raj? All right. So down 26% from last year. Um, I think a lot of people thought like last week's Raw was probably hurt because of, what was it? The college, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The basketball game, the, the college finals, but uh, this week it was last last week was down twenty five percent from last year's post mania show. Uh, this year's uh, superstar shake up edition of Raw did two point six six five million viewers. Last year's did uh, let's see, I got it here. It was uh, three point six two two, so almost a million viewers less than last year. And uh, yeah, that's a big 26% drop. I mean, that's that's a gigantic drop. I think year to year, this is the biggest drop year to year, uh, you know, since since Raw's moved to three hours. Yeah. Wow. It's tough times, man. Like, if you're not buying what the WWE is selling right now, I don't think they're going to attract anyone who stopped watching, right? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys watch like Game of Thrones or any good show. They do stuff to keep you hooked on to next week. They they do like cliffhangers and and uh, and things like that, and and get you just excited. And crazy things happen during the show. Raw is just too. They don't have fifty two weeks a year. Uh, but yeah, soap they, operas yeah, do. Yeah, soap operas do that all the time. And Raw used to do it. 
I mean, yeah, Raw did used to. <laughs> I just feel like could somebody get Vince like a box set of Breaking Bad, you know, just like a handful of shows in the modern era, and let him see what the current rhythm of storytelling is for television, or a box set of Raw from like '98 to yeah. like 2001. Yeah, it is different now. That is for sure. But we'll see. I'm stoked that a month from today is Money in the Bank. Are they doing another? I mean, we got the Shields final chapter on Sunday, but are they going to Saudi Arabia next month? Or is there any other? That's supposed to be, in, it looks like that's going to be in June. Okay. So we got, this is going to be like the longest time. When's the last time there was six weeks without a pay-per-view? Not or even five boring. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think last year was kind of similar, but they did have the Saudi Arabia show kind of stuck in there somewhere. But yeah. Yeah, that was right after uh, Mania. So it's good. I think this gives them time to let things settle, tell some stories, and uh, improve the product. But all in all, the superstar shakeup, I don't know. Uh, Raj, how, how are you feeling? Sort of your final thoughts on... It's kind of nothing, right? Outside of Roman and AJ, the rest was just kind of just kind of there. If Braun was moved to SmackDown, it would have been, I think, a lot bigger, obviously. But um, I, I dig Roman on SmackDown. I think it changes the complexion of completely of that show. Absolutely. And in the past, I don't know if we were excited for AJ. We were excited for Joe when they went to SmackDown to get opportunity. But I wouldn't say it changed the landscape. Roman does. It does. I think AJ on Raw, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm not excited to see him against Corbin. Uh, they, they, and we're Lashley. I think AJ needs to turn heel. Um, Ooh, or that. Hell yeah. yeah. And, yeah. It, and feud with Seth. You know, Obviously, that that's a money feud right there. Don't do that right away. And they um, could do this, and AJ can get all his shit in. He can do all his fancy stuff, all his nice, all his like really cool offensive moves and get his shit in against a Seth because Seth can one-up him athletically. Yeah. And it would make sense to do it where AJ always had to hold back a lot unless he was working Daniel Bryan or someone like that, where he was the heel. He wasn't able to do anything because the heel shouldn't be outshining a baby face, but he can do it with a Seth because Seth can outshine him. Yeah. And then you know with SmackDown with Lars there now, we yeah. saw what Roman did with Braun, right? <clears throat> How he helped take Braun to that next yes, level. You get Lars doing squashes for months and months and months, yeah. and then you eventually get to that Roman feud. And that's, you know, that's a way to keep Roman still out of the world title picture and and help get Lars to that that next yeah. level. Uh -huh. So here's what's completely uh in disarray, a complete wasteland. The SmackDown tag team division oh, has yeah. the champions, the Hardy Boys, and what are they gonna do? Face off against Gallows and Anderson every week? I mean, who's <laughs> left? Sanity's broken up, the bar is potentially broken up, Rusev and Nakamura maybe are going to keep going together. Um, there's the new day with Big E out and Kofi as champ is in disarray. Right. Yeah. They've kind of swapped uh, tag divisions as far as one being completely gutted. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm guessing we're going to see, uh, we're going to hear in the next day or two, uh, a few more uh, trades. That's how they've done it every year. They have like the supplemental, you know, draft or whatever. So I'm guessing the revival or someone like that gets moved to to SmackDown or maybe a couple teams, but yeah, they've they've got to do something. And who else is ready on? Is anyone else ready on NXT as far as tag teams go, uh, other than Undisputed Era? I don't see them moving them right now. But um, mm -hmm. uh, Street Profits, I don't know if they're quite ready yet. It's never stopped them. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's true. Well, we don't know where heavy machinery is going to end up. Them oh, yeah, heavy uh, machinery. Have I, think been... I think it makes sense for them to be on SmackDown. 
Yeah, especially now with Viking experience there. Of course it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> Street Profits at least would stand out. I mean, you got heavy machinery and Viking experience. Take the makeup, take the outfits off them. I guarantee you, you couldn't figure out who belonged to which team. Missing Vince's experience with guys like that. The, the big, bearded, not jacked up guys, you know, like uh, it just hasn't been working out. Killian Dane, yeah. Gosh, there's been others in the past, but just uh, he he doesn't know how to push that that look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to wrap it up, folks. We'll be back here Monday night to talk about Raw, the fallout from the Superstar Shakeup, and the Shield's final chapter. Matt Morgan, anything you want to plug before we take this home? No. Raj Geary, what's coming up on Wrestling Inc.? Uh, more from our interview with Matt, Marty Gennetti, uh, Brian Knobs, uh, we, we, PCO talking about uh, Enzo and Cass uh, invading you know, the ROH show, how pissed off he was, the reaction backstage. <laughs> so that, uh, that's coming up tomorrow. Apparently, New Japan talent didn't know about uh, Enzo and Cass so, um, while well, ROH you know, schedule that. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of cool stuff. And, oh yeah, AOP should probably be heading to SmackDown. Some people are bringing that up and I guess ACOM, 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 yeah, Yeah, is, should be returning from injury soon. Well, there you have it. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I'd appreciate a follow there. And until next time, folks, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.